You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. We continue with Footprints of Hope Revival Series with Pastor Glenn Samuels. We go right now on into the program and then the spoken word. She made her way to Jesus She stumbled through the tears that made her blind She felt such pain Some spoken anger Heard folks whisper There's no place here for her kind Still all she came Through the shame that flushed her face Until at last she knelt before his feet And though she spoke no words Everything she said was heard As she poured her love for the master From her box of alabaster And I've come to pour My praise on him Like oil from Mary's Alabaster box Don't be angry If I washed his feet with my tears dry them with my hair you weren't there the night he found me you did not feel what I felt when he wrapped his love arms around me and you don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box I can't forget the way life used to be I was a prisoner to the sin that had me bound and I spent my days Poured my life without measure into a little treasure box I thought I found Until the day when Jesus came to me And healed my soul with the wonder of his touch So now I'm giving back to him with my tears and I dry them with my hair cause you Oh, yeah. No, 
the presence. I've worn shackles and chains. I've been freed and forgiven. Yes, I have. I'm not going back. No, I'll never be the same. All my hope is in Jesus. Yes, it is. Breaks a man, Lord. Breaks him down to his knees. God, I've been broken more than a time or two. Yes, I have. But he picked me up and he showed me what it means to be a man. All my hope is in Jesus. That's the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. We know that sometimes life is not what we want it to be, but we can testify of the goodness of God because all our life He's been with us. Sing the song, children. Yes. I love you, Lord. Do you love Him? Type it in the chat. For your mercy if you love Jesus, just, just type it there. I love you, Lord. If you really All love Jesus, that's a Jesus I really, really love you. In your hands. Type it in there. Oh, yes. From the moment that I wake up. From the rising of the sun. Till I lay my to the going head, of the same. He's worthy to be praised. If you have not surrendered your life yet. And you love the Lord and want to be saved. Just type it there. I want to be saved. All my life you God have has been faithful to you. Type it there, I want to be saved. If you have not yet been baptized, I put in the chat, so I want to be baptized. So oh, bless the Lord God. With every breath that yes. I am I will sing. I will sing. Of the goodness. Of the goodness of God. Your It's running after. It's running after. Oh, praise his name. With my life yes. I surrender now. Yes. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. It's running after. It's running after me. With my life laid down, yes. I surrender yes. now. I give you everything. Everything I have, I owe. 
mercy is the reason we're alive tonight. Oh, blessed Savior, we come this evening lifting our hearts in prayer, praise, and thanksgiving for your goodness and mercy keeps running after us. We would have been dead had it not been for your goodness. Oh, bless your name. We praise your name for all the persons who got baptized today only because of your goodness and mercy from across Jamaica, in the U.S., in England, in Canada. We praise your name, God, for those who got baptized today. And we pray for those you giving us one more week. Oh, bless your name. Because you know there are countless thousands of others who need to hear. Some have heard, but they're still fearful. They're still halting between two opinions. You're giving us one more week out here, God, that those who truly want to be saved can make that decision. Bless your words to our heart tonight. Strengthen the preacher for the glory of your name and the fulfillment of your purpose. We ask in Jesus' name and let God's children say, Amen. Oh, I love that song. Hey, I just love it. I just love it. Thank you, praise team, for blessing our hearts. And we give the Lord thanks. It's only in John that, that you find some amazing details. When you look at the Gospels, you find John sharing some stuff that the others haven't told us. And so I come tonight to our subject, From Fair to Determination. From fear, all of us at some point or other will come face to face with fear. Some of us have already faced challenging, fearful stuff. And sometimes fear causes you to lose the quality of your relationship with Jesus. Sometimes fear causes some folk to back away from making that all-important choice, giving God a chance in their heart to help them experience meaningful change. I'd like to use John tonight to see if I could be Thomas's attorney. We use uh, John 20, and we pin that on Thomas, and we use that to call him Doubting Thomas. But could I suggest to you that when you look at the rest of what John had to say about Thomas, you may well conclude that Thomas was somebody who was always seeking for the evidence. He does not jump to hasty conclusion. He'll weigh the matter. He will ask for the evidence. He will seek to find a basis on which to build and so when they came and said, we have found him, he is risen. Thomas said, well, unless I see the marks of the nail prints, unless I push my hand in his side, I can't take your word. He wanted to see the evidence for himself. If, if you look at John 14, when Jesus said to the disciples, I am going. They said, well, we don't know where you're going. How can, we, how can you say uh, the way we know? Uh, uh, it's in John 14, you have that interesting encounter. I didn't give him that, but let me read it for you. Let me jump quickly. I'm going to John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if you were in school with me, there'd be a rhyme with that. John chapter 14. Jesus is speaking. He, he is saying, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Verse 4 says, and whither I go, you know. And the way you know, it was Thomas who spoke. Thomas said, Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not whither you're going. And how can we know the way? He's asking a serious question. We would want to follow you. We don't know. You said you're going to the Father. We want to know how to get 
there with you. Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the light. Take Thomas seriously. Don't just see him as a doubting fellow. See him as somebody who is bent on finding the facts, wanting the evidence. And in a world like this, with multiplied denominations, this one teaching this and that one teaching that. And the truth is, they all use the same Bible and that's why the world is confused. Thomas said, listen, seek for the facts. Seek to get the truth. He said to Jesus, you say you're going? We'd love to come with you, but we don't know the way. Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can, how can we know the way? We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? How can we know how God wants us to live? How can we know what God wants us to believe? How can we know in the midst of the Jews trying to kill you? In the midst of the Jews saying this? In the midst of Samaritans saying that? How can we know what God wants us to do? And Jesus said, I... Look at me, Thomas. Follow what I tell you. Follow where I lead you. I am the way. No man come to the Father but by me. I am the truth. Oh, Pilate asked him at this trial, what is truth? He never waited for an answer, but Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Without the way, you can't go. Without the truth, you can't know. Without the life, you will die. And so here Jesus is having us understand that in this life, there's a truth that must be discovered. In this life, there's only one way. And Jesus said, I am the way. Singular. I have only one savior. I have only one way maker. And I'll follow what he tells me. Though sometimes when Jesus speaks, it may conflict with what your pastor says. Sometimes when Jesus speaks, it may conflict with what the bishop says. It may conflict with what the priest says. But here, as Thomas asked him, how can we know the way? Jesus said, follow what I tell you. Live how I show you. Follow in my footsteps. Thomas needed to have the evidence. So should you. You should not take my word for it. Look in the word of God for yourself. Dig up the facts of history for yourself. Your life is too precious and the time is running out. Don't just see Thomas as a doubter. See Thomas as one who's bent on getting the facts. Thomas was one determined disciple. Listen to me carefully. Thomas was so determined that when you read the gospel of John, it's only in the book of John that you have any of the disciples, any of the gospel writers recording his speech. And there's a profound statement in John 11 that I want to use a few moments to wrap up the word on tonight from fear to determination. There are some young people, some middle-aged folk, and others who want to follow Jesus, but they are fearful. They are fearful of what others will say. They are fearful of losing their jobs. They are fearful of upsetting their pastor. They are fearful of upsetting this one. And hear me carefully, the time is coming when government will pass laws that will conflict with God's commandments. Be like Thomas. Seek for the truth. And when you find that, make up your mind that even if you must die, you're going to follow what Jesus said. Let's go to John 11. You know the chapter is wrapped up around the death of Lazarus and his resurrection. But there's a truth in there, hidden in these verses. We read the 11th chapter. And we're wonderful. It's wonderful to know that Jesus loves folk. Wonderful to know that Christ is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But right here in this 11th chapter is a powerful statement. Let me, let me pick it up. Well, I should begin at the beginning of the story so you can get a feel of the journey. In John 11, the text begins with this. A certain man was sick 
whose name was Lazarus. And, and, and the Bible tells us he was from Bethany. The Bible tells us that he had two sisters, Mary and Martha. The Bible tells us it was that Mary who anointed the feet of Jesus with ointment and wiped it with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. I want to pause here and say something. When you know what Jesus has done for you, there is no sacrifice too great to make. When you look at the cost, there's a song that I heard out here several times, you don't know the cost of my praise, the cost of my alabaster box. Most scholars believe what the text says, that, that the cost of the bottle of ointment was one whole year salary. Listen to me carefully. Can you think of your salary for one whole year? I never said one day. I never said one month. I never said three months. Mary rescued from the pit of hell. Mary had her self-worth being dragged in the dirt, but Jesus gave her a new lease on life. Mary was lifted up when others cast her down. And oh, bless the Lord God, her heart was filled with love for what God has done for her. I don't know who, who wrote the song, when I think of the goodness of God and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Oh, I know sometimes some folk come to church too cute to clap too sanctified to shout too sanctimonious to move but ah and when you say hallelujah they look down on you and look round on you to wonder what's wrong with you well what's wrong with me he's been too good to me what's wrong with me he picked me up he turned me round he planted my feet on higher ground what's wrong with me it's Jesus and she spent her money. Oh, sometimes folk, folk, folk are so stingy. God says, remember the holy tithe. And they even robbed that. And God says, you robbed me. Well, you can be sure that Mary didn't rob the tithe. Mary gave God her all. One whole year. One whole year of her salary. She won the best. Somehow deep in her heart, she knew that Jesus meant too much for her. And she, I don't know which store she walked to. Maybe Lord and Taylor. I don't know which store. She walked in there and she asked the store owner, how much for this? He said, X. She said, uh-uh, too cheap. He walked, she walked over. Look, how, and, and he tried to make it smell good. And, and she asked, what's the cost? And he gave her. She said, uh-uh, too cheap. When you know that you know that you know that God has done something for you that friends couldn't do for you that money can't do for you when you know you would have ended your life in suicide but God gave you a new lease on life when you know the devil would have killed you in your sins but Jesus came to your rescue when you know that not even you could be bothered with you when you look in the mirror and can't stand what you see but God picked you up he turned you around he cleaned you up and you can't wait every day you're anxious for a new day to come so you can praise God some more and when the day gets done you feel robbed you never had enough time to praise God you wish you had 28 hours in each day oh for a thousand tongues just to shout how good God's been I serve a God he's been good to me he's been D O O D he's been capital G with a capital O and another and a D He's been good. He's been good. Are you listening to me? Oh, my daughter had a song she loved to, to sing. And she played over and over about how good God's been. God's been good. Are you listening to me? And Mary didn't think any sacrifice was too great to make for her Lord. But tonight... We can't let go dance hall for Jesus. Tonight, we can't give up liquor and drugs and smoking for Jesus. Well, Mary 
one whole year waitress lord help the preacher didn't plan to spend so much time there but but here the preacher she wasn't invited to the banquet where Jesus was and at the risk of folk looking down on her some of the same folk who used her and abused her were in there sometimes some folk can pretend to be on their high horse because you don't know who they are but God knows all of us and I stop by just to tell you don't allow anybody to look down on you when Jesus picks you up and changes your life and change your name you have a royal ticket to the banquet hall of the kingdom of my God are you listening to me she came on in and she looked trying to find where he was and when she spotted him, she came up behind and she thought about where she was. She thought about how many times maybe she thought about ending her life. She thought about how worthless she was until Jesus came to her rescue. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Maybe you're on the verge of suicide. Maybe the devil is telling you right now that your life is worthless, that you have no purpose, you have no self-worth. Maybe your wife tells you you're no good. Maybe your husband tells you you're no good. Maybe your parents are telling you you're no good. Maybe your boss has told you you ain't gonna come to anything good but the devil is a liar and nothing is over until God says so and the one with the last word on your life is not your mother nor your father not your wife nor your husband not your boss the one with the last word on your life is J-E-S-U-S are you listening to me he's got the last word he's got the last word She walked up and her tears start to flow. Tears are a language that only God understands. Her tears start to flow. She remembered how worthless she was. She remembered that folk who led her into sin are the same ones now who are crying shame on her. She walked up and her tears start to flow. It must have been a whole lot of tears. Because the Bible said she washed his feet with her tears. And then she pulled whatever she used to tie her hair. Must have had long flowing hair. Because she used her hair to dry his feet. And then she opened up that box of ointment, that alabaster box, that one year's wage, and she began to pour the ointment over his feet, and the sweet aroma filled the entire place. Oh, sometimes when you're praising God, the aroma of your praise is going to send shock waves to the realm of the devil, but praise him anyhow. Your tears are falling, praise him anyhow. And you know what the holy her the church man said the crooked church man said what a waste what a waste why didn't she put this money in the bag so I could use it to feed the hungry and the bible is clear the bible said he said it because he was a thief didn't plan to go there but I have to walk you to the text so it is in this context. It is this Mary whose brother was sick and she sent a word to Jesus saying Lord he whom thou lovest is sick. Now John begins the story by saying Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So they said Lord the brother whom you love is sick. The Bible said he, he got the message. My great grandmother would say, him get the matches. And sometimes I can't understand Jesus. 
Have you ever gotten to a place where Jesus doesn't make sense to you? But you got to trust him still? Because you know that you know that you know that even when it doesn't make sense, he makes more sense than your sense. And, and, and he, he waited and waited and waited. And then one day he said to them, Lazarus is, is sleeping. We're going to wake him up. And the disciples said, but master, you know sounds sensible. If him sleeping, him doing good. And then Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. Now, he knew he was sick. He waited until he was dead. Now that no make no sense to me. There are times when I want God to act right away. Now speak the truth and shame the devil. You holy, holy Christian. There are times when you wonder, why doesn't he act right now? And you vex up with God. Now no, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Sometimes he and I knock fist, you know. But I discover my hands are too short. It's right here. That Thomas's quality comes up. So let me tell you something before I tell you what I want to tell you. Bethany is where Lazarus lived. Bethany is a bedrock of Jews. The Jews tried to kill Jesus several times. The disciples know it. They know that if the Jews are out to kill Jesus, and if you keep company with Jesus, then your life is also in trouble. Can I make it plain? Can I really make it plain? Uh, uh, we live in a hostile world where the claims of Jesus runs contrary to the world's principles. And sometimes folk won't like you because they discover that your belief is contrary to what the majority of the world wants. Sometimes it's even clear that if you walk with Jesus, you're putting your job in trouble. You're putting your life in trouble. This is the background to Thomas's statement. He knew that going to Bethany may mean his life. Now you talk about doubting Thomas. I want to show you a determined Thomas. You talk about doubting Thomas. I want to show you a Thomas. If he finds the truth, he is willing to die for it. I'm showing you a brother. Once the issue is settled, he is willing to die for it. Can I ask you a teeny beeny teeny beeny question? There's a simple truth called the commandments of God. You found it, but the world and its lifestyle is contrary to it. Can you be like Thomas? There's a simple truth called clean living. But the world says you can live anyhow. It's alternate lifestyle. The world says the Bible is outdated. Its principles are archaic. And so walking with Jesus is exposing you to ridicule. But Thomas says once he is the way, the truth, and the life, that's what I'm going to follow. That's what I'm going to believe. And that's how I'm going to live. So here's the text. Here's the text. So, the Bible said in John 11 and verse 7, Then after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. They've been there before. Jews tried to pitch him down from the temple, but he hid himself. They've been there before. Jews tried to kill him because his teachings challenged their lifestyle. 
So now he says, let us go to Judea again. Here, the 11 disciples. I'm reading verse 8. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone you. And you're going down there again? Master, if you don't care for your life, you can go on. Master, the Jews of late try to kill you because your teachings runs contrary to the teachings of the scribes and Pharisees. Master, the reason they hate you, you are preaching, thus said the Lord. Master, they try to stone you because you preach the truth. And you're going down there again. Fear causes some folk to shy away from following the truth. Fear causes some people to shy away from following the way that God has revealed to them. Oh, don't you talk about doubting Thomas. I want you to think about determining Thomas. You ask me, how do I, why do I say that? Well, look at the verse. The, when they said, Master, the Jews try to kill you. Master, don't you, don't you know your life is in trouble? And if you take us down there, it's not just your life, but our life. Hear what Thomas says in verse 16. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him there. Thomas said, we know who he is. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And I'd rather, I'd rather die with him than live without him. Thomas said, wherever Jesus goes, I will go. Whatever Jesus says, I will obey. If it means death, I'd rather die with Jesus than live without Jesus. The devil may want you to think he's just a doubting fellow. Uh-uh. He's a fellow who seek the facts. He's a fellow who seeks the truth. He's a fellow who seeks the life. He's a fellow who once he finds that, he's going to follow. I'm done. I'm done. But hear me tonight. There's a word in here for somebody. There's a word in here. It's not enough to say my child of God. Follow him. It may mean changing your job or losing your job. But Thomas says it's time to be determined. It's time to have a made up mind. It's time to have a resolute will. It's time to set your face like a flint. The prophecies are fast fulfilling. The end of the world is coming. The seven last plagues are about to be poured out. The everlasting gospel is being preached to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. And Thomas says the time is now. It's better to die with Jesus than to live without Jesus. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works will follow them. Blessed! Blessed! Tell the devil he can take your job, but he can't take your faith. Tell the devil he can take your friends, but he can't take the best friend. And the best friend to have is Jesus.
Jesus. I'm done. I'm done. But I'm leaving the pulpit with one last word. I'm going to be like Thomas. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go. I'll walk the valley. I'll climb the mountain. I'll face my Calvary. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go. I hear Thomas says it's better to go with Jesus and die with Jesus than to live without Jesus. I said it's better to die with Jesus than to live without Jesus. You ask me, Pastor, how can I do that? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, there's grace. There is sufficient grace. Let me tell you, if you're weak, he's strong. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, it's better, it's better, it's better to die with Jesus than to live without him. I'm done. I'm done. His grace is sufficient. In this last week, you have a decision to make. A decision for baptism. In this last week, there's a wrong that needs resistance. There's a truth that needs assistance. And God says, stand up. Stand up for Jesus. His soldiers of the cross lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. I wish I could tell you I can lift up some stuff. No, my business is to lift Jesus higher and higher and higher from this earth to eternity. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw, I'll draw the drunkard, I'll draw the prostitute, I'll draw the pastor, I'll draw the priest, I'll draw the bishop, I'll draw the liar, I'll draw the thief, lift Jesus higher. If I be lifted up from the earth well Lord how shall I do it he said lift up my word for I have set my word above my name I'll lift the Bible higher and higher and higher and higher because his grace is sufficient I'm done I'm done his grace is sufficient his grace will give you strength. Some, some days it seems all that I've tried is in vain. His grace is sufficient. But in spite of my efforts, yes. all I've produced is more strength. Turn your life over to Jesus. It's better. My to die with Jesus and to live without him. Is Thomas is not just a doubting Thomas. He is determined, Thomas. He is determined is to find the truth. Determined to follow the I truth. Face. Yes. He gives me grace yes. For his grace is sufficient don't be discouraged don't end your life don't give up find the truth follow the truth whatever you must let go to follow God's truth follow the truth from fear to determination his grace his grace is sufficient his grace is sufficient for every trial. For every trial I face. Oh, bless the Lord God. I don't know who you are tonight. Somehow I know. But this week, you have a decision to make for baptism. This week, our last week out here. When the call up the pastor, darkest, call up the elder, the call your friend, type it in the chat, find somebody, fill out that decision card, fill out the card tonight, fill out the card tonight. Thomas said, Thomas said, let us also go, let us who are determined to be saved, 
Let us who are sick and tired of this life, let us who are sick and tired of the doctrines of mankind, let us, let us also go that we may die with him. For he gives grace sufficient for every trial you face. In each situation, yes. he promised to, to stand, stand in your place. place. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He'll stand with you. He'll stand He'll with you. Through, through every trial. Sing the song. Yes. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. His grace is sufficient yes. for every, for every trial I said a grieving family, Sandria and your relative. Violence won't have the last word. Your heart are wrapped in the velvet blanket of sorrow as your cousin was murdered. But God sees the murderer. He gives comfort. And even the murderer, I appeal to you, surrender your life to Jesus. Change your life. Violence will take you out and you still have the judgment of God to face. His grace is sufficient. Oh, hallelujah. I'm done. I'm done. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1-284-547-4601. If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.